Welcome back to my lovely HP community. We have some enlightenment time. And if you've noticed, we have a couple of videos up in case you haven't. Now you know there's at least two shorts. We might get another one out today. We'll find out. And for this episode, I want to start with something from the lovely Polysecure book. So it shares with me, in fact, I will have to read the attachment handbook. There's a lot of updated information from dozens of years of research so far. So it's very important to note at the beginning our episode. Oh, any new listeners. Enlightenment Soul Age Group is a 5D mystic. And a 5D mystic is a person who, first of all, has an integrated brain, mind, so we use our left and right mode, meaning we don't use our emotions against people. We actually acknowledge our emotions, and even if we're reactive, we can speak about them with the people at all times. We don't do shame, blame, fault, revenge. We learn how to use our words in time, because obviously here's where those who are not in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, they have a different Soul Age Group, which equals their own stuff. And their own stuff is all emotional insecurity, right mode stuff that they're disregarding. It's called transference. It's when the adaptive child is actually making their way to prove their right, to be harsh, unforgiving. They're in a rigid mind that's a non-integrated mind because there's not an awareness of their actual charge state furthermore they are not really trying to downregulate that default mode network and allow themselves to consistently just be hugging a human any human even if they're annoying obviously a physically safe human but what i'm saying is when you are always engaging so the ventral vagal state this is where the restorative embodied self so a 5d person is a human being who's tapped into their infinite higher human consciousness potential at the very least physically the optimal well-being of any human being is a restorative embodied self with an integrated mind and that's the gist and how i'm gonna keep trying to make sure you can understand 5d oneness consciousness because your head which is your masculine your body which is your feminine you got it all doing what is called a love cycle that shame cycle is not yours in any way shape or form if you are completely in 5d so you do not point a finger at anyone and say oh i'm going to claim from my heart of hearts that you're an asshole no you may claim from your heart of hearts wow that was an asshole thing to do hmm which biologically rude situation am i dealing with do we got a red or a yellow we already know that the ears aren't hearing we already know that the body in front of us or the group is in their self-defense mode so we already know we're dealing with an adaptive child cognitive dissonance confirmation bias we don't know but we got the two-year-old five-year-old teenager there present with all of their past and all of their information and all of their reasons why they're going to just prove that they're right and that it's okay why they're going to justify their actions to us okay or be ashamed of their actions which would lead to not engaging uh, with us anyway so like i said the red and yellow for us is not danger zone we're trying to see okay which modality shall i try to approach so that i may bring peace into this moment as I'm dealing with an emotionally adaptive child in the front of me. It's a human being who does not know how to be an adult with their ego 
and that's very straightforward. In fact, the self of them, they're not even bothering to tend to those fragments that are coming up because they're coming up charged and they're choosing to direct it at me, at us, whatever it is, okay? That, that's all the other soul age groups and the whole 4D, 3D, and anyone who wants to justify that it's okay for them to do it. Now, there's the part, we all have emotions, we all will react. So when we will be emotionally reactive, what, what does a person in 5D do? They will acknowledge it, and if it's something really humongous, like I'll use me with my mother in my tone, since I still am working on that, and it literally is something that just comes up. There's, I, I have no yet complete mastery at all of that one, but I luckily have a mother who's very unconsciously loving, and she also knows my personality, so she knows where it comes from. It's the two-year-old that didn't like to be told what to do, because you know that's what us agents of ourselves we don't like to be told what to do by anyone. doesn't matter if we need you to live and survive physically. We're going to still tell you we disagree with you completely. It will be taken as, oh, well, at least my, my lovely for the parent who will appreciate that their daughter or their child can stand up for themselves. There, there are all those little areas that you'll, you'll notice if a person's in 5D, they will have had people who support their independence no matter how much of they want you to belong to the circle and you know think like them maybe because it just feels nice to have similar ideas but a person who's the individual that also knows what it means to raise a healthy human being it's going to be an emotionally and mentally healthy human being and this is where freedom of expression not let me suppress your very very energetic spirit child that you are one thing i love about the neapolitans is that all their kids they are running all over the place you got to see how many of the anglo-saxons call these poor children rude when they're just being children so you know it is a matter of perspective and then again is it uh, i'm gonna say we're probably moving more and more into letting children be children and kind of understanding how to Ensure adults don't use their anger and frustration on a poor child who's just running around having fun. I mean, can you imagine? I don't even know. How did they get to make schools for those kids, making them sit down? It's funny, actually. My grandpa, my mother would tell me, I think he, there was something he would say about once children had to go to school. It was like a sad thing. So obviously school is important to learn things, but it's important to know what is the energy of a zero-year-old, a one-month, a one-year-old, and what this means is having them have actual safe play and not having to force them to sit down for that, like re redesigning, in fact, the educational system, which is what, luckily for us, we have good educators out there and they're doing it. It's called compassion and it's called, in fact, a lot of things that the ones who think emotions are stupid and who are not in 5D and who think that we need to keep living like the apes of yesterday, they don't agree with any of it. So the whole part of there being ways that people are redefining themselves is not something that actually has any type of novelty. People don't know who they are because they don't know what life means to them because they will either choose to move into their own self-agency or not. And that will be depending on them. 
5D chooses to be their own agent. And 5D, in fact, again, oneness consciousness, restorative embodied self, they allow their body to return to what is the natural way of feeling in your body. So the ones who are in their red or yellow that are in defense mode, they're not in the actual top notch natural way of our body to be in. They don't know that, of course. 5D, we do. Fact, that's why we're not sharing anything special the 5d educators thank goodness they built enough data to prove all this stuff we already knew that the heart of human beings does not contain evil even though nobody wants to believe the 5d person 4d loves talking about energy vampires dark auras the community of 3d loves to talk about cancel toxic and using names and then saying they are mental health advocates and canceling people that need them because those same people have what is potentially narcissism, which means their ego is really, really in a bad shape, which means that they're going to suffer of loneliness and depression. And they just decided that in order to ensure that they are safe, like this is why it's all a contradiction. If you have any mental health advocacy, you're going to say to someone you love, hey, look, your stuff, it's pretty bad. I think you need a better therapist. Or I think, you know, we should go to therapy together. Something like that. If you care about people, you don't shit them into the trash bin because they got a bit of biological rudeness triggers going on. If you're a mental health advocate, excuse me. So when I see that again, and then I see them speaking of narcissists, sociopaths, and psychopaths in ways that equate the Bible of yesterday, I'm like, mm, I think you might want to redefine what you're actually supporting because you don't know what those people have been through Apparently, you don't know what the mind, mental health. So yeah, they're not a mental health individual. To do the shaming just reinforces how they were already treated or how they're going. So long story short, I get really sidetracked when I begin to talk about people who are hypocrites is what I'm saying. And so it's one thing when I hear a person saying, I have conditions. Okay, I'll sit with your conditions and I'll have a nice conversation. When I hear someone say, I'm a mental health advocate and I think you're an enabler, that's when I just go quiet and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's a modulated body, a rigid mind, cognitive dissonance, confirmation bias. I think I'm dealing with someone who's not flexible, adaptive, coherent, energized, or stable. I think I'm out because your ears are off anyway. So go prove your right somewhere else. That's exactly what will not even bother crossing our mind because our Mine literally is like, oh, I get to listen to someone's perspective. Uh, let's see what the hypocrite has to say today. The inconsistent person, the ones who talk about saving the planet, and then, you know, they're not really doing a lot of other things to save the planet. Or how about we talk about the imperfections that all of us are, and how about we stop doing the whole, like, let me list you all the reasons why I'm going to prove that I'm better than you, and know that that's insecurity right there. So 5D people... Not even as a teenager that I do any of this, this, this stuff, but I see it all over the place. <laughs> it's seriously hilarious. This was one of the reasons why I'm like, why should I watch horrible, shitty movies? I got it all over the place. There are all these people telling me that they have a right to be in suffering. And for the longest time, I thought that they had maybe a point no i just thought i don't have any words now i have plenty of words it's called get a good somatic sensory motor therapist learn about the brain get some courses going on they're very accessible and stop talking about 5d if you can't unconditionally love people mental health i can't say can't stop talking about that because got plenty of modulated bodies they're yelling all over the place especially in our lovely side of the countries 
So on that note, for enlightenment time with the 2023, which is a really fucking awesome year, by the way, for the 5D mystics, that is anybody who's not here yet. And I'm going to take it down a notch because it's seriously sad. Um, so people need people who unconditionally love. You're not in the boat. You don't have to be. Uh, this is probably not an episode for you. Enlightenment Soul Age Group is about helping people, not about judging them. You want to judge people? Go listen to the rigid leaders who have a bunch of lovely confirmation bias for you to stand behind and listen to us. Meantime, for those who do want to enlighten yourself and humanity, perhaps, 5D is an integrated mind because you will have moved yourself to where it is being an adult. You know the world doesn't revolve around you and emotions are beautiful. In fact, what's really sad is seeing people not even know half of the emotions they can feel because they're so busy sitting in their self-suffering and it isn't even for something that is actually, I'm going to take steps back because see here's where a person who's their own self-agent, which is why I'm a solo poly, is a person who knows their worth without needing another individual. This word doesn't even mean anything, but we don't know shame. We don't know how someone can ever be their own worst enemy, okay? This is the part. So, um, on this note, I will move into what I wanted to start with. The seven-month-old is the time it takes for baby to develop secure attachment potentially with their caregiver. The adult can take up to two years to establish a securely attached romantic relationship. And when I was reading this lovely polysecure book, it was funny because there's a couple of parts where she's basically using words that make me contemplate the 5d person is consistently not in relationships because of needing people to uh, give us thumbs up or thumbs down um we're in these relationships because we enjoy them the trust is because we're trusting each other and really what it is is we get to know each other's personalities flaws and perfections it's a window of welcome, not a window of shame. And so when people are, again, in their biological rudeness, they're triggered, they're reacting. We're not like, oh, let me cancel that person because they gossip about me, talk behind my back, or do all this shit. No, it's a person who doesn't know how to be an adult. They don't represent any type of physical threat. Societally speaking, all the people that like to talk about stuff like this, none of them have been perfect ever. I'm not perfect. I, I'm sure of, I have no shadow of a doubt that I got people disappointed in me. I was a teenager when I came to this conclusion and knew I'm not going to be perfect either. How, how dare I say, oh, you made a mistake. You lied. You gossiped. Maybe you'll think that I did the same and maybe I will. Who knows? So how about we just, you know, again relationships they're meant to be enjoyable you lie you betray you cheat what did you do nothing you didn't do anything i'm still living i got 10 fingers 10 toes got my mouth got to talk what's the deal this is what it's called to have actual emotional mastery because you are only in a love cycle fyi and your own agent oh and when people do do vindictive vengeful things it is very heartbreaking especially because that's just sad because we love our loved ones. And so that's all that there is. It's sad. You can have a gazillion million ways that you would express 
what it is a 5d mystic in the enlightenment soul age group will simply say it's heartbreaking heart shattering heartbreaking it's an emotion it's called sadness it's something that processes the depth of sorrow that can come from you know what heartbreak is that's it and all the whole twin flame soulmate all that beautiful stuff there is definitely a bunch of special things we had an episode i think it's today on that yeah that's the whole point it's very special so special heartbreakingly special it's called free will so free will means you choose how you're going to treat me and i'm going to choose how to treat you and no matter what level of shame cycle a person has they will have created like the one story that ron siegel he's the one who says how someone who has a shame cycle can go so far to the extent of actually defining a human being who loves them as evil so they will twist everything and and make a person out to be what they're not because they love them because they just can't accept to be loved now this is very sad and i can't understand it from what it's explained how it's explained to me but the part is that i have a lot of friends and they all have different types of emotional insecurities and i'm also 5d mystic at that so some of them i've consulted with they've asked me for consultations and in the years they've all shared moments that they've done spite or or revenge or lies or you know stuff like that and and i've realized that more people than not will choose to be spiteful vengeful to lie and to hurt other people but they will be aware that they're choosing this and while i know what a child's mind can be like and how you can easily make it make sense to you once you're an adult oh i also know 4d people uh the 4d people are the worst of the worst because they have clairs and they think they're anointed ones they get even more in this vindictive thinking they're like houses by the way oh yeah and then that they can do some type of magic also that that's another part but um what is sad is acknowledging these adults are adult human beings who have strategically in their own mind created stories and then gone ahead and manipulated and or consistently done things to emotionally hurt another human being and that none of these people actually recognize that their human suffering is something that they can heal from if they stop just for a second and then said what am i doing why would i do something like this i i i i wouldn't want that to be done to me or to why would i do this does this make me feel better oh i forgot most people will say they don't believe in god or love but they'll believe in the devil and evil and oh that one triumphs that that one even even gets me even more especially now that i know you know the last star will go out poof and there's that that's it so people live 24 hours a day and they're all doing stuff like this it's very sad they all have free will now they don't all have education and not all of them are actually interested in emotions in fact a good portion of them think emotions are stupid they don't even realize that their emotions are ruling their world but let me not forget they want to hug a tree and not be around people so most of the people that do grow up they're a half grown up and let's leave it at that they find their groups and they enjoy their groups for the 5d mystic we will notice that the choice to hurt each other is one that only stems from shame so we will not shame people it doesn't even come natural cuz why would i shame you you haven't done anything to me you're doing it all to yourself 
I will be sad. I will not be ashamed of being treated a certain way and I will not be uh, reactive to what I know is a person who doesn't know what they're doing. Meaning emotionally speaking. Oh, by, by the left brain thinks it knows everything, but the right brain is completely out of, out of their awareness. So you're not going to <clears throat> treat a child like an adult. This is where, you know... I always think when I was a teenager, I'd, I would tell all my friends because I had my lovely cheating boyfriend and most of my friends didn't say anything in one of the occasions, not to mention my best friend. And even when they ended the relationship and then I saw them walking with the new girl at the time, which was my another good friend. And now that, you know, we're all good, by the way. I loved it. The two are great. I love seeing them together and their daughter is amazing. And when we were teenagers... I actually will never forget the day that they walked past me and turned the face because I would have talked to them. I was ready to say hello. We had been friends. My friendship hadn't ended. In fact, not at all. They turned their face. Now, see, here's where I didn't have people that supported my way of being polyamorous, which I didn't even know was a word at the time. My friends and my family and any person that I know to this day doesn't support my ideology because they use the word evil. I don't consider hiding behind someone and doing something like that evil. I consider it what it is. If you have to hide, obviously fear is number one. Oh, shame. It's a social emotion because when you do something that you will judge on your own or with society, so here's where so nice to finally see polyamory around because I'd say that it's about time that we become, you know, what's the word, consensual non-monogamy versus whatever the people in the cheating world want to do with the yelling and the, what is it, the scarlet letter? What year are we in? Okay, so 1998 or 99, whenever this was, I still was not like, oh my God, they're going to go to hell. No, they, they did something, they chose, this is all. And actually, my brain, I'm like, good for you. Because she had fallen in love and she chose to fight for him. And I already knew that I wasn't going to fight for any. You don't fight for love, meaning you fight, but in a sense of standing consistently in the awareness. So, I mean, I use the word fight, but fighting to a person who's 5D doesn't mean I'm going to fight to the death. No, it means I'm going to consistently be present, secure attachment is only created when you can be a person who mentally, emotionally, and physically present yourself again and again and again. And that is where it's not about attuning 100% of the time. This is about attuning a third of the time and repairing if there are splinters. 5D person doesn't do splinters because we don't have insecure egos. The others... That's a different story, but a 5D person will know how to handle the adaptive child because, again, we have the integrated mind, flexible, adaptive, coherent, energized, stable. We already know when that you're in your red or yellow, so we're going to take a step back, try to figure out how to address it, come back to you, and this isn't strategic. It's actually we'll play it by ear, and until we find that you are feeling seen, soothed, accepted, and, and this is the part of we're always in a state of enlightenment, of compassion. And that is something very, very clear to us versus those who are strategic because they are insecure, which is where 4D comes into the mix, 3D, all the other soul age groups. And they will, in fact, be using their brain 
to try and figure things out, but their body is in a safety behavior. So they're dumbed down because they have what are like blinders and they have what is called the shame, blame, fault, revenge, rumination and or cycle. So they got a story, hero and a villain. And they got it all figured out. No, they don't. What they don't have figured out is that their body is leading the way with their shame, insecurity, and they would notice if they'd stop to pause and say, wait, this inner critic, no. Outer critic, no. Deny, no. I'm not going to deny that I have emotions. Withdraw, no. Why would I withdraw? That's, that's silly. When people are able to have authentic, transparent, heart-to-heart conversations, even if they're emotional, so what happens is we will say we're emotional. We will spell out anything and everything. doesn't matter if we get our words fucked up. We're going to speak. You're not going to silence. Silence would mean I don't want to have a conversation or that there's nothing to say. If there's situations that are happening between us, this means we're going to speak. Cheating boyfriend. Every time they cheated, we would speak. They came back around the last time they introduced me to the friend and they even told me the friend had hit on them, but they weren't interested. They wanted to stay with me. This was after finding out about the best friend by saying, look, dude, I know. Can you just admit it? We've been back together for two days now. I'm not going to break up with you again because this is ridiculous. It's getting really ridiculous. So make up your mind. <laughs> but I know you did it. So can you please just come clean and let's, you know, keep moving forward and figure this out or what? Long story short, when people do want to work together, there's reasons for it. I am most certain he didn't plan anything. That he chose the way of what was in our past. Again, 1999, there was not such a thing as polyamory. Otherwise, they probably would have said, let's do an open relationship or let's do something that is, we'll figure it out. And that's something that I didn't have in my mind as a 19-year-old either, plus it was the first, you know, that first serious relationship, so it wasn't in my peripheral view, but in my later relationships, in fact, I did move into, hey, we're going to have an open relationship because it's better than the cheating stuff. Why, you know, hide behind things that can happen? There's no need. Let's just talk about it. And in fact, this is where a true partnership of any type, which is what a true relationship of any type is, and that's all are always about communication. And emotions are things that those of us who are not afraid of our feelings can express. The people who have shame, they make up excuses uh, for why they address topics in certain ways. And the teenagers that, when I would say, look, gaslighting, manipulation, we didn't have all the words, but still ghosting, all of these words I experienced, and I'm sure most people have, as teenagers and young adults, 5DC person in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, it's not going to mean anything except for you obviously don't know how to talk to me and that's okay. You don't have to talk to me because enjoyment is what relationships are supposed to be. So the part that I wanted to actually look at, which I hadn't read yet from Poli Secure, is where she's comparing unnecessarily certain points between CNM and monogamy, and what you note is the fact that she's talking about all people who are not, in fact, functional adults with secure attachment within themselves yet emotionally, mentally, and physically. So she says the insecurity in the 
consensual non-monogamy can actually be a good thing in that it keeps us, and, and I'll expand on why I just said what I said, and from the Enlightenment Soul Age Group 5DC mystics, of course, a functional adult, again, agent of oneself, we love unconditionally, you don't need to do anything, we love, that's it. From taking our partners for granted. So she is saying, because you have insecurity from this consensual non-monogamy, it's a good thing because it will allow people to not take each other for granted or to become complacent in the relationships in the ways that is found in monogamous relationships. And when she did this, I was like, this is bullshit. You know why? Because it's not supposed to, quote unquote, let me rephrase. If you need a reason to not take your loved ones for granted, if you need a reason to not do new things with your relationship, this is called you need stimuli to be around someone. So what? You need the insecurity, which is the equate to risk. There we go. That's stimulating your nervous system. And how is it stimulating it? Because insecurity isn't your eventual vagal state. It's not the social engagement. That's the flight fight. It's the drama land. It's the defense mechanism. So here's the thing. Those of us who love just to love, we don't need a reason why to not take you for granted. Meaning we don't need a reason to appreciate you. Excuse me. We will always appreciate you. We will not take you for granted. That's what pure love is. The fact that you would need a reason not to be complacent, which by the way is also a stereotype of this whole monotony. People who think, oh, every day is the same day. Who's bringing the emotion where? By the way, your nervous system. So here's once again, people not knowing how to navigate their own nervous system because the aspect of boredom is a dorsal vagal. No energy. The aspect of needing the sympathetic hyper, there you go. And the aspect of though what people don't recognize, which is why yoga and Sadhguru, when he talks about having the wine in your body, Yoga is a portfolio of ventral vagal nervous system exercises. When you do meditation, you learn mindfulness. You learn how to navigate your neocortex. You learn how to get into, if you want, your integrated mind. The reason why most people think of enlightenment so aged people or anyone who's wise as boring in their emotions is because they haven't gotten here yet. Because they haven't related their mindfulness or their ventral vagal state to say, you know what, every day I will not take for granted my loved ones. Why? Because if tomorrow you die and I took you for granted, hmm, I think that would be quite stupid, wouldn't it? Now, here's a fun fact. I was a teenager and I remember telling my friends and hearing my friends whining about their parents. And I'd be like, you know, you shouldn't whine about your parents. You're whining about your parents. They're going to die one day. And I remember certain people, their parents, lo and behold, they're not here. Do you think they remember when they were whining? You know what people, the average day bear will say, but that's normal. Like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. We want to say that taking for granted is normal. Oh, how about I say something different? You want to talk to me about yoga meditation and you want to talk about enlightenment. Well, let me give you a little hint on what it means to be, again, in this conscious awareness it means that you fucking are aware i ain't gonna take for granted my loved one because why would i 24 hours is all i got it is very straightforward to be conscious the way that you'll hear from a yogi i'm presenting it to you the human way so i was a teenager and i knew this and believe me if you ask my mother what i do all day i work pretty much but whatever moments i can get 
I will share with my loved ones, which is also why every moment of every second of our day, you better bet it ain't wasted with those random people who compulsively use you and then throw you out. But we also don't judge people who are compulsive because, again, that's what a shame cycle will do. And there's a lot more behind this human suffering that people don't equate. When I see my friends being sad about their loss, of course, I can't be like, hey, let me come remind you of this moment that I remember where you are clearly just being a whole shit show with your parent. And now you're completely entering depression because of it. Because these are very specific individuals that live, FYI, a romance. It's a type of modality. I learned of it from Eric Fromm and other psychologists. So there are people who live off of their own suffering. It's called a rumination that becomes this way you wire yourself. And it's all something that happens in the temporal junction. The hero, villain, the romance, not romance. It's actually something a person can stop if they take ownership of their thoughts and stop and pause and then work with their emotions because that's your potential to tap into your ventral vagus nerve. To do that would mean you would need to quiet the story, allow yourself just to feel, and then patiently wait for tomorrow and then a day and another. And so here's where you, making sense, of the very challenging things that happen to you. It's not about what you're thinking. It's about the emotion. And you allowing yourself to pretty straightforwardly put, put your ventral vagal nerve in action. It's called ventral vagal toning. You can't do it if you're thinking it through. And, and, and I mean, if you think equanimously, that's different. In fact, here's where when she says equanimity, uh, I love it. She talks about equanimity and another word. Let me see if I can get to that. Here it is. Yeah, because a 5D mystic will do this automatically. I didn't read any of this. I was on the roll as a kid. Uh, so when you have interest for a person, you don't need them to keep you on edge. And that's why, whether it's a consensual, non-monogamous relationship or monogamous, taking for granted is a choice. It's not the relationship. The same thing goes with complacency. It's your choice. And what is directing it is your nervous system and your brain, your physical brain. So you get to choose if you want to apply yourself on your mindset and your emotional stuff is involved or not. The emotional stuff is not about you feeling different feelings. It's the ability to sit with yourself and know that when you are uh, choosing equanimity that's why neutral land it's going to feel that way the same day like, like when i would wake up from my dreams and in different moments where i was putting into practice again and again and again moving more and more and more into this enlightenment vibration it was me choosing consistently to allow the zero to be the zero to be the zero to be it wasn't hard it was just you know, again and again and again. You persevere if you want to into life. And people don't recognize that the emotion is what continues to stay the same until you are actively saying, I'm going to bring it to zero instead of leaving it here. And again, there's a choice to be made. You choose if you want to love or to be afraid. You can call fear a lot of names and it will always be the same. It's people that are not putting their mind to work because they're ignoring their emotion, their body, they're numbing it of it, whatever it is that's happening. The saddest part is seeing people who love each other 
get into fights. I recently saw this and it was heartbreaking because, so I'm going to use me, the teenage example I gave you, it happened. I have it imprinted in my face where these two individuals who I was ready to say hello to, they turned their face because I was explained the culture, because these are Italians, and I, and I mean, at the time, I thought Americans were not jealous, but this is bullshit, and bullshit sentences, I swear. All of it is bullshit, because as long as a person actually has this way that they think love is only one person, it's all not love, is all I'm going to say, because love is love. It's you and your ventral vagal. Thank you, Stephen Proriges, for existing. Long story short, I would have actually stayed friends with these people. I didn't find anything that they did wrong in the sense of, oh my God, I'm dead now. No, it was a bummer, of course, but it was something that not even a month into it, I'm like, oh, thank God, I'm so much happier this way, you know? So one, two, I like her. She's amazing and she fits her personality. Plus, she didn't do anything He's the one who allowed the situation to unfold the way he did, as he usually did. And in fact, fast forward, as adults, they're both the same as they were when they were teenagers. Go figure. But they're beautiful and happy, and that's all that matters. Right here is where even uh, in this instance of when I, again, wanted to say hello, I found it ridiculous. And then it took years before they would talk to me. And I was like, what the hell, man? Seriously. And, and for the longest time, I think she thought I wanted him back. I don't know. And I'm thinking, dude, if it ended, it ended. I don't want him back. Why would I want him back? You know, you got him. Don't worry. But long story short, my friends, when I told them what happened, they're like, oh, my gosh, you wanted to say hello? And what, you didn't want to drag her, you know, or beat her up and, and drag her by her hair? There's this way that these women think of things and I'm like no I don't want to drag her by her hair she didn't do anything wrong she just took the man she loved there's that's actually quite romantic if you ask me so that's where you will find a 5d mystic and an enlightenment soul age group male or female doesn't matter or non-gender you'll find them having compersion and making sense of something I was 19 I didn't need to be explained what happened and I did not judge that evil. When I contemplated what evil would look like, it doesn't exist. The only time I experienced things that could compare to evil, it's a shame cycle. It's a very, very heartbreaking, sad, sad story when people have a shame cycle. It's all I'm going to say because feeling unworthy, heartbroken, gut wrench, I, I, my heart goes out to every human being on the face of this planet that still has a dysregulated and modulated embodied experience. And I am so happy that the educators are out there doing their job, therapists, and let's support them. That's all I can say about that. So fast forward, I'm an adult now. I had to witness something very sad, uh, basically cheating situation and we're, we're going to leave it into, I'm going to leave it, no, no gender, so they, they, I'm just going to say they, uh, which I didn't even see this, but they walk, they, I, I hear basically banging on doors, this is in a public location, and I'm chit-chatting with friends, and I see one of the people, we're going to do A, person A goes running into where the area is, and they come out, a comes out with person B, and they're both small and skinny, but they, the person A manages to get person B, who is basically pissed like hell, 
and wants to beat up person C and D, obviously, or probably D, not C, but anyways, A, B, get out, and then I see person C coming out and going to address person A and B, but person B comes back running in to try and get to person D. Person D, who is an asshole, not to say the least, I mean, this, this was a cocky son of a... Uh, because of their mannerisms, I'm just... The, the, you can always acknowledge when there are some people that really don't care, and again, no judgment intended, because obviously that person had a bad example as well, but somewhere they had those examples. TV has plenty of them. Long story short, person A is able to grab person B, nothing gets out of hand, and at the end of this day, person C, when I had seen them at the beginning of the evening, seemed quite off. They seemed quite off, and what I got told is that they got into a big fight, a breakup fight, with person B. So B and C were in a fight, they had broken it off, it seems, but here's where, in all cases, person C was not in their wellness. Person C has a pattern. It's definitely a pattern that is being supported, but not by a, a very effective, I'd say, somatic sensory motor, anything. And so there's a little bit of lack in the information that the person has been able to get. And that's just a very sad story to see adults replicate was what was pretty much almost a bar fight, but didn't end up being so. But that was heartbreaking on all accounts. And what's even further heartbreaking is the fact that all the people are judging the situation versus feeling very, very sad for people who don't hate each other but love each other to death, but now there's a huge rupture. And there's a huge rupture that society supports because of this stupid monogamy shit that nobody apparently maintains, and yet they, in 2023, continue to somehow justify what, as a teenager, again, and a young adult, I would never remotely have thought of doing because what are you talking about dragging whose hair? What are we, what, what year is this? And why again? Why would I be doing this? Which one of the reasons? So let me back up. What did we say jealousy and envy is? For those who do not have secure attachment, okay? And really for any person who still wants to fight and anyone who's judging that situation. Physically speaking, the person who's 5D doesn't have reactivity because we have compassion, because we actually do not need to engage in our ancestors' fight, flight, freeze response, physically speaking. In our brains, we also don't have this idea of Again, shame, unworthiness, where, oh, my brain will be inclined to feel that uh, jealousy or envy are two areas that come from an insecure attachment. And in this case, from not the attachment necessarily, but it's you being afraid of losing something of value. And therefore, that emotion arises. And that is exactly why the whole evil and devil, no, it's not any of that. Evolutionary science shows that jealousy and envy is a way that a person will feel because of valuing and fearing losing or wanting. 
And in this case, the reactivity is led by obvious examples of movies and just this, the continuous stereotype of if some people see cheating, this is how you're going to behave because that just happened and your honor was whatever. I mean, it's better to get the people with the little glove and slap each other on the face. I don't know which one. They're both the same thing. The part about why for me doing something like that would be completely ridiculous, not only because if another individual does not enjoy me, I don't want them with me. So here, let me continue reading so we can end this um, part and we'll continue conversations as always. The Inherent insecurity in CNM relationships, she says, can be grinding. Yes, because most people don't know how to have true self-empowerment. It's straightforward. You're not self-empowered if you actually continue to have jealousy or envy. I know it's cultural for some people, but physically speaking, you are being led by your self-preservation mode. And she goes on to say that this form of relationship can bring up levels of uncertainty that many people are not yet equipped for. Yeah, most people aren't because they're all their adaptive child self. And they're continuing to watch movies that justify certain types of behavior. Or they justify it, excuse me, because the movies, it's not that. Especially when they don't have enough internal secure attach attachment. To create sustainable, healthy relationships with multiple partners, it's crucial to learn how to build. So she, this is polysecurity, and that's not the part that necessarily is the focus. But how to build polysecurity in your CNM relationship and even more so to cultivate secure attachment and equanimity within yourself. Now, the part that was about enjoying each other, here's where, as she writes, here's a note on why she thinks it's uh, better to have a CNM relationship. So another area of comparison. So... It is in CNM, we don't have the security of knowing that a partner is with us because they see us as the best one or only partner out there for them. And so she says, in CNM, we may not be the only or the first person that our partner turns to or the last person to say goodnight to. And in CNM, she says, we're less likely to meet new partners when they are single or when we are single and able to create a new life together but she goes on to say instead we often have to figure out how to fit together blah 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 okay along yes structures and the game changer is when she says we are intentionally going out to open our hearts and our bodies to more and different people who can potentially shake up our relationship the nice thing she says is that you Basically, because a person consistently would choose to engage with you, it means that they're interested. I can't find the spot. But as she describes this, I'm like, okay, now you're again comparing a situation to another situation. And really, you are coming to the same conclusion, not her. It's not a negative judgment. I'm trying to present the same equation of this. I need to be seen, soothed, safe, and feel that I'm special. Whether it's CNM or monogamy, a person who needs to have some way to confirm that you have interest in them is not taking something very specific into consideration. You either are and it grows or you're not. There are no strings attached. There are no attachments. The secure person doesn't need someone to do things in a consistent way, which is why we don't fit in the parameters of 
jealousy, envy, spite, revenge, shame. It makes no sense because our relationships are social engagement. Simple, but that's because an enlightenment soul age person does not have emotional or mental insecurity. The differentiated self already knows I have thoughts and feelings, you have thoughts and feelings, I'm a human, you're a human. It is a very straightforward conversation. And again, this is one perspective of the 5D mystic in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group. You can go and hear other people. I bring to you the human elements, the spiritual and the spirituality elements. So at the end of the day, for a 5D person, all people are either in a state of love, which means they're fucking laughing and smiling right now, because if they have any little bit of this 5D, they know that they got 24 hours. And they're not going to make suffering in their body because of what we have. If I have air, one. Oh, gosh, I have air. Thank God. Okay, good, good. Now what I need, oh, I have water. Oh, my God. And I'm serious when I'm saying this. I, I am actually not poor. So I, I have a computer around me. I have three computers around me. But I'm saying I have air. I'm breathing. I have water. I'm drinking. I have food tonight. I'm eating. Okay. That's all I need. I have a job. I work. I have money. I can help people. When I see people do what I saw, I am just heartbroken again and again and again for all these people. What I love seeing and hearing are the lovely, good somatic sensory motor therapists. This is what my heart, it's not even said, I love Sadhguru, but I'm happy for the good educators because they are going to stick around and the future generations won't know the stupid human suffering that people from the 4D, 3D, and you know, when they use Jesus' name the way they do, it's this, I have a very strong, unfortunate, not great things to, so I will not say it, because honestly, they have not heard well when he says, forgive them, for they do not know. They have not heard well when he says, turn the other cheek, and they have not apparently heard well when it says he walked with the people, all people. I, to this day, will not know how people can use that person's name and still think that they're actually speaking love when they judge and point a finger at any human being, psychopath, narcissist, sociopath, the drug addicts, the cheaters, the all, all of the ones that any person who is not in compassion yet and not in an integrated mind and not in a restorative embodied self, all the people who want to judge this stuff. I was a teenager and I found it ridiculous because it's, very much proof to me, if you are hiding, you are afraid. I did not have proof. Today I have proof. It's called insecure, emotionally speaking, people. They're all over the place. And, oh, they think they're very smart. Let me add that. And I'm smart enough to not go and burst any bubbles because I'm four foot nine. And I want to live. And if somebody wants to tell me that they think they're right, go for it. Be right. I don't want to be your, in your space. Please, please, go for it. It breaks my heart that people actually don't get the help that they could. And then that people who love each other don't love each other anymore. And the 4D doesn't make it any better when they're talking about, again, dark auras, energy vampires, and all that other bullshit stuff. It's hilarious, to say the least. Because at least the 3D people have a reason. They usually come from very shitty backgrounds, and they have a reason to why they say, I want conditions. The 4D just has a couple of clairs, and they think they know magic now, and oh, I'm the light, and you're the dark. So I'll go and sit with the ones who will tell me, because I got people, you don't know the hardships of life. You're right, I don't. 
And I hope never to, because I can only imagine how scary and, and, and awful that must be like. So I will sit with you and I will work with what you have to say. I will not sit with the person who wants to tell me that they know an energy vampire or not or magic or whatever, because that is crossing a lot of different areas that consistently lead me to know you have not seen your own heart yet, which is a beautiful heart, and you're now using your own body and mind in a way that is not good for humanity or yourself. You're thinking about something. This is a spiritual bypasser. If we can learn that we all have a heart, nobody wants to be heartbroken. Nobody actually wants rupture with their relationships. All the therapists, they keep teaching and learning about ruptures and repair. None of the people that fight with their loved ones are actually happy. People regret a lot of things. And the things they regret the most is, is stuff like this. You don't need to be a genius to be a human. It's very straightforward. So don't fight. If you can, choose love. And then remember that people who don't know this love, they will have jealousy, envy, spite, revenge, same, blame. They don't know how to be adults. You get to choose to enlighten yourself. You don't have to move into that enlightenment. So age group, it's not about opinions. It's about compassion. It's about compersion. It's about knowing that suffering is in the temporal junction. It's people who have a pattern, a habit. It's something that starts when they're seven months old. They already have something going on as an attachment. Security, not security, okay? It's not from the devil. It's not from some invented space necessarily. And do I do Akashic Record readings? Yes. But I can stay grounded in human land and give a supportive word and more just with the attachment research alone. And Stephen Porges with the polyvagal theory, the basics of somatics that I've learned and of trauma. I can support a person for sure if they see that their life is something that begins with their emotions and that it's about the ventral vagal toning and i am serious this is where if you don't begin with that that's why mindfulness works it works to help you start to navigate your left and right the breathing works to help you start regulating your sympathetic parasympathetic your ownership of everything else is what comes next the part about unresolved trauma it comes up so from what i have gathered and what i've seen it is painful for people and this is why they don't break their patterns unless they believe in humanity and, and that's where people don't they don't move into their enlightenment soul age group because they're in the societal one judging each other and casting stones or the relationship one where it's only secure with one human being and they're still casting stones so there's the us versus them group that's all so you see a bunch of adaptive children who find their spot in the meantime, it's not a big deal. Here's where not everybody will move into that enlightenment soul age group. Some of us do. Not all of us have to. As for 5D, you can move into it being a self-empowered person, enlightened. That would equate that functional love language that we get to discuss in the paid subscription-based model content. So for more of that, uh, sign on up. And if not, we will still be back, as always, with more episodes. Have a wonderful day.